0: Well, good morning, church. How are we? So glad that you are with us here this morning. So we are in our series on the Holy Spirit. Let me just go back a couple of weeks and connect where we've been to where we are going this morning. So in our our first week in this series, we were in John chapters 14 and 15 and 16, and and the the big idea that we orbited around was this. As followers of Jesus, our reality is that the Holy Spirit lives in each of us, yet do we live in, in the fullness of this incredible reality with its promise and its power? In other words, since the Holy Spirit is inside of you, if you are a follower of Christ, are you living as if that's true? Our second week in this series, we, we jumped into the, the book of Luke and the book of Acts where the Holy Spirit is described as a gift. Not just a gift to us, but a gift that is meant to flow through us. And so the thing that we said is thats that, is that in, in Scripture, in the New Testament, over and over again, you'll see the Holy Spirit lifting Christ high, letting Christ loom large, magnifying Jesus. And so we said, as the Holy Spirit magnifies Jesus to you, know that the Spirit will aim to magnify Jesus through you. And then coming off of that, we ask the question, this is the Spirit's agenda, is it yours? That morning what we pulled from the book of Luke and the book of Acts was the fact that the the proclamation of the gospel how how the reality of how God has loved you through his son Jesus how closely the gospel lifting Christ high how closely magnifying Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit are connected if you want Holy Spirit power in your life you've got to understand this so let me explain it this way. When, when we lived in South America, in Uruguay, I would, I would pick up hitchhikers. Not a practice that I would recommend, but different place, different vibe. And so in Uruguay, hitch, hitchhiking is a pretty common thing. And so when, when I'd pick up a, a hitchhiker, it was, it was always just me. I didn't do that when I had the family in the car. But I'd pick up a hitchhiker and, and I would ask, the thing that I would ask probably should have been are you a serial killer? <laughs> but the thing that I asked is adonde vas, right? Where are you going? Where are you heading? Because if if I was if I was heading in a different direction than where that hitchhiker was going, really any any help that I could give that person, they didn't need it because our end goals, our destinations were different. We're not the same. And it works the same way with the Holy Spirit. If you want to experience Holy Spirit power in your life, you need to be moving in the same direction toward the same destination as the Spirit. You need to have the the same end goal in view. And so what we took from those passages in Luke and in Acts was that if you want to experience the Holy Spirit's power in your life, then magnify Jesus in every part of your life. Because it's in this, this is where Holy Spirit power is found. And I know that this is a struggle for us. It's a struggle for me to magnify Jesus in every part of who I am. But as we saw going all the way back to week one of this series, it is the Holy Spirit who is your advocate. And what that word means is the Holy Spirit is your helper, the one who provides active assistance to you, the Holy Spirit who is the one who is at work in your life, transforming you to be more and more like Christ. But for that transforming work to happen in your life, will you come back to this and say, yes, I want Jesus to be magnified, to be lifted high in every part of who I am. I want Jesus to be magnified through me because really it is your answer to this that makes the Spirit's power available to you because magnifying Jesus is what the Holy Spirit does. Last week with Pastor Bill, we took this this big arc view of who the Spirit is, what the Spirit does, really way too much for half an hour on a Sunday morning. The Spirit's activities, we, we read about the Spirit in Genesis chapter 1, we read about the Spirit in the last chapter of Revelation. It's the Spirit that convicts of sin and guides in all truth. It's the Spirit that helps us. The Spirit is not an impersonal force, the Spirit is not an it, but rather the Spirit is God. The Spirit is a member of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Almighty God, yet at the very same time dwelling within us. And so today, given all that we've seen over these past couple of weeks, our overriding question is this, will you put yourself in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill you with all that God wishes you to have and to be? Let me clarify this real quick. All that God wishes you to have, we we are not talking about swag. All all that God wishes you to have, we, we are not talking about driving around in a Maserati. See, the thing that God wants you to have is closeness with him. The thing that God wants you to have is things like love and joy and peace in your life. What God wants you to have are, are these, these supernatural abilities that you use to build us up, to build up the church. What God wants you to have most incredibly is more and more of the Holy Spirit. I know that we're just getting started this morning, but let's see if we can take a crack at this. right? So this this question is going to be our main question this morning that we're going to chase after. But to unpack this, if we come at this from a different angle, what are some of the things that that, that prevent us? What are some of the things that, that get in our way from being in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill us with all that God wishes us to have and to be? So here's where I'm going to need your feedback. Here's where I'm going to need your help. Help me out with this. Greed. Right, that's good. So so let's back that up a little bit and and, and say sin. My, My kids sometimes make me crazy. But that doesn't impact the fact that I am crazy about them. And so if you are a follower of Jesus, know that when you sin, the, the penalty for that sin, the wrath that God has against that sin has already been poured out on the cross on Jesus. And therefore, when, when, when something between my father and I, I when, when there's a sin there, we pull that out in the open and we talk about that, that's confession, and we get that out of the way so that our relationship can be everything that it can be. So sin definitely gets in the way. What else? What's that? Lies in our head, right? The lies that we believe. That's really good. What else? Busyness. Busyness, we can add distractions to that list. There's all kinds of things that we can get distracted with. What else? All right, I heard selfishness, pride, right? When we want what we want, that may not be what the Holy Spirit's directing us to. Those might be two very different things. All right, we'll stop with that. That's a really good list. Let's make this question personal for us. What are the things that prevent you from being in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill you with all that God wishes you to have and to be? Now, you don't have to answer this one out loud, but I need for you to answer this question. If you're going to walk away this morning with something, I need you to to do the work. So what are the things that prevent you from, from being in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill you with all that God wishes you to have and to be? We take a step back this morning realize what we are talking about here Talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, with with everything that the Holy Spirit is, with everything that the Holy Spirit does. This Holy Spirit who lives in you. I hope that you are able to see this morning that putting yourself in the, the place to be filled with more and more of the Holy Spirit, more and more of God Himself, this is absolutely the greatest opportunity that you will ever be offered in your lifetime. See, you have the opportunity to walk in fullness. You have this opportunity to walk in in the power of God's presence operating inside of you, God's presence operating through you. What are you going to do with this? Will you put yourself in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill you? This morning, coming to pray over us and to read our scripture for us is Doug Humble. Doug.
1: Good morning. I'll be sharing a couple passages from Scripture, uh, three from Acts and one from Ephesians, Uh, but before I read those, uh, please join me uh, in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we're blessed uh, to be here this morning. Um, We're grateful for a sunrise and a new day that has dawned. Uh, I know I'm grateful for the beautiful fall weather uh, that you've been blessing us with over the last few days. Um, Thank you for each person who's here this morning. Lord, we all know we come with different things on our minds um, these distractions that we've begun to, to learn about here this morning. Uh, we just pray that we'd be able to set those aside. Uh, we pray that you would be able to uh, speak to us. We know you will speak to us, but we pray that you'd be able to listen, um, be able to implement uh, those things in our lives. Uh, Lord, we pray that we would hear clearly from the Holy Spirit this morning. Pray that we would surrender to God what he is leading us to surrender. And Lord, we pray that God would be glorified in us. We pray that Jesus would be lifted high. We pray, pray that we each would be drawn closer to Jesus in our lives. Thank you for where you've placed us each, Lord, and pray that we would continue to serve others. Lord, we also remember Altum Aldeen this morning, uh, who left this week for the Czech Republic. Uh, we just pray that you'd be with her. Thank you for the opportunity she has where she will be working in camps and Bible clubs, um, teaching English. Lord, just pray that she would have safety. Um, give her your favor. Uh, give her boldness, Lord, and just pray that you would be able to have a great experience uh, sharing your love uh, with others. Um, speak through her, Lord, and use her mightily. Pray that you be with Brian this morning, Lord, as he continues to bring us your word. Uh, thank you for his leadership here at MBIC, and we continue to pray for each of the staff members uh, on a daily basis. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So our first passage of scripture is found in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. The next section is found in Acts chapter uh, 4, uh, verses 8 to 10. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you And to all the people of Israel, they was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. Next we'll be reading from Acts 4, uh, verses 23 through 24, and also 31. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. And lastly, I'll be reading from Ephesians 5, uh, verses 15 through 18. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit.
0: Thank you, Doug. So Scripture talks about our our connection with the Holy Spirit in a couple of different ways. But one of the ways that, that we see that connection spoken about consistently across scripture is what we just saw right that that being filled with the spirit and so that that's the language that we're going to use this morning right at salvation we receive the holy spirit into our lives and then we can be filled more and more with the holy spirit this is what paul is getting at in ephesians 5 as he writes to believers as he writes to this church in ephesus paul says verse 15 so be careful how you live so often we we think about the holy spirit in terms of these extraordinary acts and that is absolutely true but as paul writes here he's saying grab onto the holy spirit in the context of ordinary everyday day in day out life jumping down to verse 18 don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life but instead Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So get this. Live your life with wisdom. Live your life with understanding, being filled with the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing what doesn't Paul give us in these verses? Where's the formula? Where's the process? Where's the the quick five easy steps? Paul, in these verses, goes on to say, if you are filled with the Spirit, your heart is going to want to sing. But Paul does not give us five easy steps. But just because he doesn't give us a formula, Paul does not leave us hanging here. See, the way that Paul writes this in Ephesians 5, this be filled with the Holy Spirit, the the literal translation really is be being filled with the Spirit. And Paul is stressing the continuing ongoing nature of being filled with the Spirit so that the Spirit's filling is not meant to be a once and done kind of thing, but rather a moment by moment kind of thing. That you are allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way in your life right now in this moment and in this new moment and in this next moment and the moment after that. Being filled with the Spirit and allowing the Spirit to guide your life indicates real life continuing relationships. Right? We saw that with Peter in those, in those verses coming out of the book of Acts. Peter has this, this, this unique experience with the Spirit at Pentecost, but then is, is in, in Acts chapter four continuing to be filled with the Spirit. And so no, Paul, Paul does not give us in Ephesians chapter five these five quick, easy steps on what it means to be filled with the Spirit, but in telling us how, how is it that we are filled with the Spirit? It really does come down to relationship. And so the question for us this morning is, how do we do relationships? When you are, are really, really into someone, where they are, you're there. What they like, you like. You may never in your life have, have ever tasted anything that was pumpkin spice whatever. Whatever. Right, You might hate pumpkin spice latte, but if the person that you're in likes pumpkin spice latte, guess what your new favorite drink is? Pumpkin spice latte. How they spend their time, you spend your time. What they're interested in, you're interested in. When Cindy and I were dating, I worked on a farm and we had celery fields. And guess who was sitting next to me on the celery planter? Guess who was driving tractor for me as I was walking behind to bleach some of the early celery? Right, this, this, this person who has no interest in farming whatsoever, except thinking the animals are cute, doesn't really like dirt, and had way better things to be doing than being out in the middle of a field, absolutely. But she was in the middle of a field because I was there. That's how we do relationships, lots of time together, and lots of conversation, and lots of aligning the things that we want. That's how we do relationship, and exactly what Paul is pushing us to, this moment-by-moment this moment relationship with the Spirit, exactly what Paul is pushing us to in Ephesians chapter 5. And so I'm going to do the same thing for us this morning. So please know that from Scripture we we can come up with a list, these things that allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in us in our lives. Kevin, if I can have that list. Right, we, we confess, we put away sin. Right we we yield control in our lives. We we climb out from behind the the, 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 the steering wheel. We let the word dwell in us. We're emptied of self. We, we ask. Luke chapter 11, it says, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Right, so we, so we can do a list, but, but that, that's gonna feel kind of mechanical, but because Paul is pushing us to this moment-by-moment relationship, what I wanna do is give you this, to put in, into your, your hands a tool that will help you in this relationship space to allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. And I do it via a tool that I use myself. So in your bulletin this morning, you would have found this green sheet. And I think I've run this by you before, but I don't, don't know that I've, if I've actually ever put this into your, your hands. And what this does is really takes everything on our list and, and wraps it into the prayer that Jesus prays in Matthew chapter 5. In, in the Lord's Prayer, this stuff is already in there, but, but wraps this list into this prayer that we find in Matthew 5 in a very conversational, in a very relationship-driven way. And So the way that, that I use this is I take w- what's here on this card and, and I grab my my, my bible and i grab a pen and i've actually i brought it up here with me this morning this yellow legal pad and i'll jump into a scripture and i'll use that in conjunction with this prayer so our father in heaven may your name be kept holy right father you are blank on some days for me that's holy and other days i'm someplace else in scripture and i'll use what i see there to fill in that blank so the page that I'm, I'm looking at now, about two weeks ago, we, we lost our dog. We had to put our, our dog to sleep. And I realize that there are many of us here this morning that, that we're dealing with pain and hurt way worse than losing a pet. But that crushed us. And so I've been spending time in, in Psalm 34. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He, rescued, he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And so for me, Father, you are close to the brokenhearted. That's the space that I'm living. That's what I need to hear. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then I'm asking myself these questions. God, what are you inviting me to do today? Where would you have me act so that some person, some situation might experience your power and your presence? I'm saying, God, God, Get me out of the way. Use me. Help me to show what real life lived under the reign of King Jesus. How do I lift Jesus high in my life? What does that look like in every situation that I enter into into every life that I touch today? Looking to yield my selfishness, get myself out of the way. God, less of me, more of you. Give us today the food that we need. How has God provided for me in the last day? I give thanks for that. And, and, and to get there, I'm going through my past day kind of movement by movement by movement. And then I think through the day that is approaching, where, do, where, where am I gonna need provision? And I ask for that provision. I literally hold my schedule up against, against this prayer and, and talk through my meetings and the conversations that, that I know that I'm gonna have. Forgive us our sins. Where did I, I miss the mark in the last day? That's confession. I'm always intrigued by that next line. What sins have a hold on my life? What am I failing to see about my king that makes this sin more appealing to me than he is? As we have forgiven those who, who sin against us, who do, who do I need to forgive? Who have I offended? Who do I need to go to and talk to humbly yet honestly? Don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. What challenges will I face today again, thinking through my schedule for the day? What evil may tempt me? Lord, help me. I need that line really all through this prayer. Lord, protect me. And then closing with, Father, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit whose presence and power are available to me, fill me, work in me, be glorified through me, allow me to see and join with you as you shape me according to your good plan. In Jesus' name, amen. And for me, it takes probably sometimes at least half an hour to, to work through and, and I'm, I'm writing down as I hear things. And, and those are very ordinary kind of things that, that I hear. Hey, there's this thing that maybe you should consider for our church. Or, hey, have a conversation with this person, or send an email, or, or make a phone call. And then I act on those things. And I give this to you because, again, when Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, Paul is pushing us in the direction of moment-by-moment relationship and moment-by-moment dependency. It's what we see in Ephesians chapter five. And so I wanna, I wanna give you something that can help with that. I wanna give you something that I found to be helpful with that, right? Not that you take this and use this as a mechanical. Well, Brian said to do this, so I'm going to do this. Right, maybe you have something else. Feel free to use that. But the thing that I found about this tool is that, that it helps us push back against those things that we listed out earlier, Can I have that list that we created a few moments ago? There it is. By by, by using this tool for me, it helps me push back against the sin that is in my life and those lies that I am tempted to believe and the distractions that I face and my own pride and my own selfishness. This tool helps put me in a place where the Holy Spirit can fill me And again, maybe you have a different way at this. Use that. Will you do that? Brings us back to our question. Will you put yourself in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill you with all that God wishes you to have and to be? I try to get my stuff. I try to get my selfishness. I try to get my my, my stubbornness, my sin out of the way with the goal being, God, you take control. Spirit, you guide me. All all with the the end goal of of letting him fill me more and more and more. And so as I'm, I'm writing things down, again, It can be meetings, it can be appointments, it can be stuff that that I need to do. Oftentimes it's, hey, you need to go back and ask your wife and your kids for forgiveness for some idiot thing I did the day before. And if I hear something that I'm not sure about, then then that becomes the subject of, of more prayer and I run that through the grid of scripture or I take that thing to people that are way smarter than me and I say, hey, help me think through this but all with the goal of putting myself in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill me so that Jesus can be lifted high through my life. This morning we're about to sing a song and the chorus of this song goes, In you I rest. In you I find my hope. In you I trust. You never let me go. I place my my life in your hands alone. Be still my soul. See, having the Spirit dwelling inside of you as a follower of Jesus, walking in that close relationship that that Paul, that dependency that Paul is calling us to in Ephesians chapter five, allowing the Spirit to, to guide you, allowing the Spirit to fill you, creating that space in your life for that to happen. All of that means is that that, that that your soul can be still. Your soul can be at rest because God himself, no matter what comes at you in this life, that God himself through the Holy Spirit is with you. The God's Holy Spirit is in you. The God, the Holy Spirit wants to fill you. Will you put yourself in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill you? I not you join me as we pray. Father, that last question, I pray that our answer, each and every one of us, will you put yourself in the place where the Holy Spirit can fill you, that our answer is yes and yes and yes. It's an amazing thing that you call us into relationship and you've provided for that relationship because of the gift of your son. You have, have loved us through Jesus and we have this opportunity to live in all the fullness of your presence and your power residing in us. That you might be glorified through our lives, that we might lift Jesus high in everything that we say everything that we do. May that be the desire of our hearts to glorify you in every part, all that we have, everything that we are. We pray all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.